0: to the bonus chronicles you lovely patrons it's me your wonky and affable host ryan luis rodriguez this month as you know the regular podcast is a mini-series i'm calling the trials of john landis so every bonus episode for the month is landis adjacent so of course i had to talk about clue a movie he co-wrote and helped develop and then left due to scheduling conflicts with a bad movie called spies like us I've invited my Reels of Justice co-host and creator of the show, Rob Maynard, self-professed Clue superfan, to help me dive deep into this 1985 Jonathan Lynn film. Take it away, me. Mr. Rob Maynard, thank you so much for being on the Bonus Chronicles.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the Bonus Chronicles. Now... I see. I wasn't cool enough to get on the Coolness Chronicles. I'm on the well, technically. Bonus you've been Chronicles. on
0: the Coolness Chronicles. As I well. have been. You were on yeah, the Tales of Justice episode. I
1: had to share the spotlight with those two other schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve my own episode. Scott White's was on the Coolness Chronicles, right?
0: Yeah, but he was after you.
1: Uh, sure, but he didn't. Ha- he didn't have to. He didn't have to share the stage with anyone else. But well, it's an honor just to be here. Honor just to be nominated.
0: Rob, what is your history with the motion picture Clue?
1: I feel like I've been watching it since a young age. Uh, You know, they played it on Comedy Central all the time. And I feel like I watched it. Yeah, I feel like I watched it every time. Whether it only had 10 minutes left or whatever, or if it was just coming on. If it was going through Comedy Central, then I was watching it. And then, I don't know, once the Age of DVD came out, it was probably one of the first DVDs I watched. And it was regularly in our Friday night rotation of movies. I had, you know, I had friends that would come over. And we'd watch movies every Friday or Saturday night or both. And Clue was frequently in the in the rotation. So I've probably seen the movie fifty plus times. Uh, so it's it's wonderful. It's one of the funniest movies ever made.
0: An interesting point that you brought up, Comedy Central, because this was on three times a day, I believe. Yeah, I I'm think not, that is. I'm not getting the math right, but I think it was. I th- yeah. And I never watched it in its entirety, but I've seen pieces of it to the point that when I was 30 and finally sat down and watched the DVD when it came out, I was like, oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know this. I know all three of these endings. Yeah. Oh, I guess I have seen Clue. But it didn't even dawn on me until watching it like all in one un- in one uninterrupted run
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm certain i i probably did watch it completely uninterrupted uninterrupted on comedy central several of those times but yeah it was it's it's nice to finally get it on dvd so you don't have to sit through the commercials or anything
0: now have you played the board game i have to assume you've played it before.
1: i've played the board game i've played clue jr as well um
0: there's a clue jr
1: there, yeah i believe there's a clue jr i think it's you get a, to
0: murder kids
1: uh the kids i think solved the crime i don't know i can't recall oh, who's that's murdered um, but I think it's probably well, just a, sm- nobody's perfect. It, it could be that no one's murdered. I can't, just can't remember it all that well. Someone um, gets
0: tickled a lot and they're trying to figure out who's the tickler is. Probably Did he do it with a lead pipe. Did he do it with a wrench?
1: Did he tickle him with a wrench? That sounds, I want to call the police on that one. <laughs> show us on the, show us on the doll where he tickled you with the wrench. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely, I I've played the board game. I don't remember the board game being all that interesting or fun. Like it's no guess who um but uh no game of life certainly no game of life love the game of life uh but uh, yeah it's it's a fine enough board game i'm sure it was very interesting when it first came out in what the 30s or the 20s or they didn't have a lot to do back then (laughs) is that true
0: no (laughs) no
1: that would be fantastic though probably probably odd that they would kill them with like say the revolver in the 1800s. I think the the knife would be more practical.
0: Well, you found way too much logic in what I said, but that's okay.
1: That's what I'm here for.
0: (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but I think that this is one of the few successful adaptations of a game to film to the point that I kind of understand why Hollywood has been trying to reboot it for, like, ages. And I'm glad they didn't, at least yet, because supposedly Ryan Reynolds was producing and starring it, and I'm not down with that at all. I mean, I but what I like most like about it Reynolds, is that it but... feels like an adaptation of a play, not mm-hmm. a game.
1: Yeah, well, because they have the advantage of, you know, what do we do about this board game? Well, it's a murder mystery. Okay, well, then we don't just have to adapt the game. We can make a genre parody, right? And so this becomes, it's basically a, an old Dark House movie, you know, which were very popular in the 20s. Um, uh, it, it's a lot like And Then There Were None, Agatha Christie's uh, the mm-hmm. 1939 novel. Um, but also, you know, it has elements of movies from before that. Uh, you know, there's um, there's The Ninth Guest, which I think is 1930, uh, predates mm-hmm. Christie by like a full decade. Uh, and then even before that, like Cat in the Canary, right, where just like several people are gathered to this old house to read a will. Um, uh, you know, it plays on that genre parody of kind of that who done it and that dark house uh, sort of thing with a, just a great comedy. Ensemble cast.
0: Now, have you seen Murder by Death?
1: Oh yes, Murder Which is by what Death.
0: I believe is like the the true forebearer for this. Yeah, and even though that's that's a parody, this is more <laughs> straightforward. But it, I cannot help but get reminded of that anytime I watch this.
1: Yeah, Murder by Death is fantastic, and anyone who hasn't seen it should just just so you could get Truman Capote captured on film is just marvelous uh, to behold. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my dad Alec loved Guinness
0: is the blind Butler.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Uh, what is it, Peter Falk has, uh, yep, uh Peter Falk basically cr- playing Columbo. Yeah. Basically playing Columbo, but like terrified. And he has like a lot of like sexual issues. Um, like, like with confidence and stuff. Uh, the cast on that's fantastic. And Mrs. White from clue plays Columbo's girlfriend in, in that's murder right. by death. What's her, I, I don't know that's the right. actress's uh, name.
0: Eileen right Brennan.
1: Yeah. Um, and so she's, she's you know, kind of the young um, femme fatale that hangs out with Columbo in there. And so, you know, that's no accident that they, they cast her in Clue 2. So it's an obvious forebearer. But yeah, Murder by Death was one of my dad's favorites. So I know we had it on VHS. Uh, I got it him for like a birthday at some point. Um, and yeah, and I watched it a lot. I, I didn't, I don't think I appreciated it as much as a kid. Um, but growing up, I, I definitely like it a lot more.
0: It was one of the first movies my parents ever introduced me to. Like, that's kind of a special experience on its own. Because my parents did not, they did not care about movies to the extent that I did. Mm-hmm. So they never would show me something. You're going to love this. Sit me in front of the TV and show me something. But when they showed me Murder by Death, it was like, now you're going to understand your parents for the first time ever. <laughs> Let's all watch this together.
1: Yeah, I can't remember my you know, my, my grandparents, in my case, um, you know, really ever sitting me down to watch a movie, um, you know, at the times, uh, you know, when my father was around, he would just watch movies. And so I would sit and join him. So Zulu was one. He liked to watch Zulu. And so I watched Zulu How with him. How ironic. Yeah. You ended
0: up defending it.
1: Uh, no, I ended up prosecuting it. I was defending Gunga Din.
0: You, oh, see, yeah. I wasn't even paying attention.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, see, I that's embarrassing. Um, but, uh, uh, but then another one was Murder by Death. Uh, and, and of course Monty Python the Holy Grail. Yeah. That one was always on.
0: Since we got over to actors, let's talk about the cast of Clue, which is not Murder by Death. A no. movie that we shouldn't be talking about because it's not the subject of this episode. You brought it so up. So let's <laughs> talk about the cast of Clue. Uh,
1: is we there a better Curry. cast in any movie? Does any movie have a better cast than Clue? i can't well i mean
0: order. like wet hot american summer approaches it, it approaches close yes i don't know that it that it out does it, but... it
1: tickles it with a wrench just slightly but it doesn't doesn't top it
0: <laughs> so we have tim curry mm-hmm. who has the immortal line i'm the butler i buttle <laughs> but we have uh michael mckean playing, uh, supposedly playing a homosexual man until yeah. it's revealed in one of the endings that this has all been a ruse.
1: But is he always a CIA agent in all the endings? Or is he only a CIA agent in that one ending?
0: That's, that's a good question. I don't think that it's even elaborated upon in the other two no. endings. Head He's gambling. just there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, so he didn't kill anybody and that's basically all we get. Yeah. But, okay, so we have... Tim Curry, Michael McKean, we have the aforementioned Eileen Brennan, we have Mm -hmm. Madeline Kahn, Screen goddess Madeline Kahn, who for some reason does not get anything funny to do, and I've never understood. No,
1: it. no, she has probably one of the more famous lines in this movie of, you know, where she talks about how much she hates Yvette for sleeping with her husband. Yes, I hated her. Hated her. Hate. Hate. Flames on the side of my face. Heave flames. Flames. <laughs> heaving breasts. <laughs> like she's So that's one of the best lines of the whole she kills it. She's so funny.
0: In my defense, that's one of the alternate endings. So possibly, mm. if you don't have that scene, she doesn't have anything funny to do.
1: Uh oh. So it was it on VHS? Did you only ever get one ending or something like you that? You got all three. Okay.
0: But in theaters, it was only the one.
1: True. Okay. True. I would be so mad though. Just you know, with one of those simple ones, I'd want to see the ending. Obviously, that had all of them. But
0: yeah, I, I every single time I watch the movie and on blu-ray they put you can either watch it randomized with a different ending every time or you can watch it with all three endings in a Mm -hmm. row and every single time the first ending starts i'm like nah i don't buy it nope second ending nah not really and then the third one i'm like that's the movie yeah that's the movie that's how it should end let's
1: get to the uh endings in a bit but this cast is continuing got martin Mull.
0: yes we do we have leslie ann warren who everybody makes a big stink about the maid and how hot she is Leslie Ann Warren for me, please. Thank you very much.
1: Miss Scarlet, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Miss Scarlet so is, beautiful. you know, obviously uh, she's supposed to be uh, like a madam, so she's certainly supposed to be a very attractive woman, and she and she is absolutely, and she's pretty and funny have... too. I don't know what else she's. Oh done, yeah. But she's no, funny. she
0: gets she nails a couple jokes. Uh, let's see. So we have Michael McKean, Christopher Lloyd. We have Christopher Lloyd. That's right. Who for some reason or not for some reason, I, I guess I understand why, but he's not doing the Christopher Lloyd that we know now. He's not doing mm-hmm. the Doc Brown thing. No, He's very reserved. Mm-hmm. And especially a case that we just did on Reels of Justice, Radioland Murders, where he's all very operatic and big and loud. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of that. And it kind of, it strikes me as like, that's so weird. I'm so used to seeing him doing one particular thing that he does very well. Yeah. But it's so interesting to see him kind of do it reserved.
1: Yeah, the Jim Ignatowski is really his like his yeah. wild character from Taxi, um, which he's so good on Taxi. Um but yeah, when Lloyd wants to be reserved, he absolutely can be. This is a great example of it. Um he has a small part in the second Sin City movie as well where he's like yeah he's like he's the doctor who like finished it oh you should i like the second sin city movie i mean it's not as good as the first but i mean it's worth watching how can you um but he's like a surgeon who like resets the fingers of uh uh joseph gordon levitt yeah sounds like that's his name um and and like i think pulls bullets out of him but he definitely resets the fingers um and Mm -hmm. he's just an interesting cameo in that and he's pretty toned down too
0: and then we have, uh, as Mr. Body, Lee Ving, who <laughs> I was sitting there the entire first half hour thinking, this guy looks familiar, and I mm-hmm. don't know what it's from. And then I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it said that he's the lead singer of the band Fear. And immediately I realized he's in the decline of Western Civilization, the punk rock documentary. And wow. there's a part at the beginning where Penelope Spheeris gave all these punk bands a a list of all the things that they have to announce to the audience to let them know that they're being photographed and that by showing up at the show, they are forfeiting their right to sue and all Mm -hmm. these other things. And none of these punk rockers took this as a serious thing. So they would just add in their own like, uh, withering comments about it. And I believe he reads it and goes, this is fucking bullshit. And then puts it down and immediately I was like, that's right. That's that guy. I don't know why they picked a punk rocker to play the dead body, but I appreciated it nonetheless.
1: Yeah, and not the only rocker in the movie, the singing telegram uh, girl. That's right,
0: Jane Whedland.
1: Yeah, uh, remind me of the band, right? Is, uh, the Go-Go. Uh, the Go-Go, yeah. Um, and she's great. I think she, she um, she's also one of the voices of the Hex Girls in one of those Scooby-Doo movies. And the Hex Girls are life, so... Um, yeah she's she's phenomenal i wonder if the uh the maid is someone is she in some Colin punk rock Camp. band she that we was don't
0: know? not not in any bands but she was one of the kids moms in uh valley girl a film that i've watched several times in the past i don't know six months yeah uh mm-hmm. fantastic in it uh and then she was in something called the swinging cheerleaders which i assume is some kind of sexploitation thing i'm not I, sure i don't think I'm, it's a porno but it sounds i'm like
1: hoping one. no i'm hoping it is <laughs> um and she's a great uh physical comedian too because i mean you know she's the body that's got to get slumped over the couch and and carried by everybody and um right uh and so she she's got a really hard job even though she doesn't have a lot of lines in this one well you want to talk about the endings you know that's what is interesting about this film is it's got the multiple endings and yeah i can't really wrap my head around watching this movie and only watching say the mrs white ending you know or the miss scarlet ending um, I think that would be really unusual, and earlier, you know i i we we said, you know, is Michael McKean actually a cop in all three and it didn't strike me till after, but I believe when Mrs. White is guilty, he runs to the door and opens the door for the cops to come in, but then he cowers and he hides, so I would say that suggests he's not a cop in that ending. Um, because he hides like a coward, you know, and he says something like, uh, "I I didn't do it," you know, (laughs) something like that. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do his. I'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife, (laughs) which is my
0: favorite Um, part of the entire third ending. Yeah, absolutely, love it. It's great. Now, do you know? It's a freeze frame at the end of it.
1: (laughs) Do you know? Did they? uh, Did they create more endings? Is there? Is there an ending for every single person?
0: So no so what, it, what happened been. was when they wrote the original script one of the mandates that John Landis gave to all the writers was you have to include four endings and every single ending has to be in the continuity so you can't like add story points that make this person more guilty than the other all three or all four have to track and so that was one of the biggest problems that they had in cracking the story and then by the time they actually got to finishing the script they said we can't do four Four is not possible. We can do three. And it's ironic that they chose to do three endings because Landis's mandate, and eventually he ended up leaving the movie, of course, but his mandate was that if we do th- more than one ending, that'll at least double or triple our box office. Yeah. And then it ended up flopping anyway. So it yeah. seems like, well, then why did they even go through the, through the uh, effort to do it? But it actually, I think for what it's trying to pull off, actually works pretty well.
1: Oh, it's perfect because you think of the board game and in the board game, most of the games of Clue are kind of similar, but there's always a different whodunit, a different person with a different weapon. And so what little link it tries to have to the board game is really found there besides character names is only really contained in that multiple ending. Um, but that's a brilliant strategy, honestly. Like, if the movie had done well, if you'd seen Mrs. White, the Mrs. White ending, and then you'd gone back and seen another one, you'd go, you'd think to yourself, there's got to be eight endings total. Um, and probably your fourth or fifth trip after you'd seen a couple of them twice, you'd probably find out the truth. But
0: Feel a little cheated. Yeah, maybe. Or are you like. You go to the water cooler and you tell everybody, "You won't believe this movie I saw. This lady, mm-hmm. she killed all these people." And somebody's standing next to you. That's not what happened. She At the end of the it. movie, it turns out the one guy he's been an FBI agent the whole time. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, we'll go see it again.
1: Yeah, who that Voila. guy. That's what they would have said. Um, and what's great about that final endings where everyone quote unquote did it and sort of had the motivations um, is a callback to a movie that we're not allowed to talk about, Murder by Death. Where, um, you know, not that everyone did it, but everyone has a different explanation for it, um, for who did it, and the killer keeps taking off more and more masks of who it is. So they they have the multiple reveal and multiple level of reveals that they do in there. So, um, and in the f-
0: third one, the the culpability with everybody is like Murder on the Orient Express, where they all mm. basically hold hands while they're stabbing somebody. Yeah. Give each other the knife. Here you go, honey. Thank you. Stab. Yeah.
1: Exactly. We can we can all just lock the door and go, um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting movie. Uh, I never understood the logic. If you're Mister Body and you're a blackmailer, of keeping your informants working for you in your house, because usually blackmail tends to work with anonymity. You don't you don't want to, the person you're blackmailing to know who you are, because they are going to kill you. Forget about live in your house, you know, and cook for you um you know wh- why not kill him why didn't this happen sooner
0: <laughs> you don't want to go up to somebody shake their hand and go hi i'm the person blackmailing you nice to meet you exactly get on the christmas card exactly. list
1: and that's what happened right as soon as it oh you don't know he's the one blackmailing you and they all immediately get up to beat him and Mrs. Whiteer steps on his foot and they start high-fiving um but yeah as you mentioned I, madeline Kahn to me is really one of the stars of this movie i i um she's almost every line she says is funny right like husband should be like kleenex uh, you know disposable um uh her lines are really really funny i mean everything khan does is 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 great um so she's definitely one of my favorite parts of this film and i don't know too much about martin Mull, but he's always kind of been one of my favorites as colonel mustard too um his performance definitely cuts the mustard <laughs>
0: Oh, boo!
1: <laughs> I just can't believe you didn't see it coming. It's a really funny movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. Um, the quick, rapid fire banter is so great. Um, the ensemble working together, I mean, everybody's individually funny, but to, together they're able to play off each other so well. Um, you know, the, the great scenes where, you know, they're showing the cop. Through the house, and the the rest of them have to kind of pretend the dead bodies are alive by making out with them or setting them up as drunk is brilliant. Uh huh. Yeah, the hands behind the back, um, or um, or or after the final murders, when they're all just walking through the house defeated, discovering the next three bodies, and they're just completely stone dead to it. Now it's there's no screaming anymore. There's no shock. It's just just deadpan um it's like i said i don't think any cast list anywhere else touches this movie especially not for a comedy um just one of the funniest movies ever clue or cluedo to our friends over in the uk that's what they call the game cluedo
0: which i didn't know until jeremy black said it yep (laughs) and immediately i was like what the hell does cluedo mean i understand what clue means but cluedo Yeah, it was like well, you know that
1: that movie Cluedo is very funny. You know the one with uh, you know Tim Curry, all them running around in the house. Oh, Clue! Oh,
0: okay. Oh, you were saying it wrong. What's what's this Cluedo? Well, he was saying it right, but. Uh, Rob, it was an honor having you on the Bonus Chronicles. What are you working on? Do you have a podcast of some kind? And if so, what is it about, and where can we find it?
1: Um, we we I do have a podcast with uh, several friends. Uh, we're all co-hosts. I won't say that I'm a host, but co-host of nice. the reels, the reels of justice podcast. We are a uh, fake movie court. We put movies on trial to determine if they are guilty of being a bad movie or not. Um, So we have uh, somebody is a prosecutor, somebody is a defense. So you kind of get both sides of the movie, what's good about the movie, what's bad. We have a judge and three jurors who are responsible for hearing these arguments and making up their mind. Um, And at the end, we proclaim the uh, movie guilty or not guilty. we almost always have a guest, defense or prosecutor, and we've had a lot of uh, uh, great guests. Jeremy Black, who we mentioned, um, we've had Kirk Thatcher uh, of you know Muppet fame. He directed many Muppet movies and Star Trek IV. He was a producer on. He's the punk on the bus. Yep. We've had Larry Blameyer of you know the Lost Skeleton of Cadavra director and uh, and actor. Larry's great. Uh, we just had Mary Jo Peel. On the show, um, Mary Jo Peel of uh, Mystery Science Theater, three thousand fame and riff tracks, and she's hilarious and a delight, and that's uh, one of my favorite episodes. But if you go through and just look at all the guests we've had, we've had a phenomenal range of guests. Everybody's having fun, um, and that's what about it. You know, it's a silly movie court, um, but you should leave uh, should leave feeling like you have picked up a little something, a little analysis of a movie that maybe you didn't uh, expect to hear before.
0: Rob, thanks again.
1: Hey, thank you. See, see you on the other podcast.
0: My thanks to Rob for stopping by. Next week, we wrap up the Trials of John Landis Bonus Chronicles with a deep dive into two television movies that Landis directed in the early 2000s after being sentenced to director jail, which aired as episodes of a Showtime series called Masters of Horror. I'm speaking, of course, about dear woman and family. So until then, take care, and thank you for being a subscriber.
1: Dawn, that's the end.